0: Yeah, I got you. All right, what game? All right, who you got? Tennessee and the Dolphins. Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee. No, go ahead.
1: I don't believe in the Dolphins.
0: I don't believe in the Dolphins. I do think that Tennessee has a strong run game. I believe that Mariota is developing. I guess the key is, is he going to be able to push the ball downfield and do something other than dink and dunk? But I think overall, Tennessee's got more talent. I'm going to take Tennessee with you. How about Bills-Ravens? I'll
1: I'll take the Ravens, but I have a feeling that Buffalo going to beat them.
0: It wouldn't be the first time that the Ravens underachieve, but I'm going to take the Ravens because I think they put better weapons around Flacco. I think that defense is underrated, and the Bills are starting some guy that's totally unproven. So if the Ravens can't beat this guy, they got problems. Steelers-Browns.
1: You just got to pick the Steelers, you know, because even though they're not having um. It it doesn't look like Bell's playing, but uh, it's the Browns.
0: I'm just going to go with Steelers on the simple fact. They just have a much more talented team, and you put it out there. It's the Browns. All right, Bengals, (sighs) Colts.
1: Wow. I'm going to go with the Bengals.
0: Okay, I'm a ride with the Bengals too, but just on a simple fact, they're an underachieving team, but they don't lack for talent. And all the Colts really have on offense is Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, and we don't know just how healthy Luck is. And I, I think the Colts' offensive line is suspect, and I think their defense can't get stops. But then again, they are playing against Andy Dalton. But I'm going to take the Bengals mm-hmm. with some talent. Uh, how about Titans-Dolphins? I think we, are, we already did that. We already did that. God, the Titans, Dolphins. Keep it moving. 49 yeah. Vikings. You can pick the Vikings. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I,
1: I, for some reason, I don't. some reason, I, I'm picking the Niners. Is this something about the. You know, uh, there's just something about the Vikings, man. I don't know. They, I mean, they they got the, you know, good defense.
0: It's just Kirk Cousins, I just don't trust, man. I'm picking the Niners with my heart because that's my childhood team going up, so I'm going to ride with them no matter what. But my head says the Vikings have one of the top three defenses in the entire league, and Kirk Cousins' job on offense is real simple don't turn the ball over. If he doesn't turn the ball over and he takes advantage of his playmakers, I I expect the Vikings to win, but I'm rooting for them Niners. How about Texans Patriots? Patriots. Yeah. Um, You know what? You always ride with the Patriots because of their track record and the pedigree, but I will say this. If Deshaun Watson is healthy with the weapons that they have on the outside, it's gonna be interesting. Not to mention if JJ Watt can come back and compliment Clowney on the other side. It might be it might be a good game. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Patriots just on the fact that even if the Texans play well, the Patriots are probably gonna still have the lead. How about Buck Saints? Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna go real simple. Saints offense led by Drew Brees and all the things they can do, not to mention the double back combo. And the the Buccaneers have problems on both sides of the ball, so I'm just going to go with the obvious. The Saints have too much firepower. Giants, Jaguars.
1: <sighs>
0: that sounded painful.
1: You no, know, Gi- <laughs> Giants, my team. It's kind of funny because. Uh... Jacksonville has a good, you know, good defense, good running back, but they have Blake, but they got Blake Bortles, and the key to the Giants, I, I really think, is the offensive line. If the offensive line can protect, um, Eli, then the Giants is going to win.
0: Uh... That's a tough call. Um. I'm leaning towards the Jags, even though they have Bortles, because I think Bortles' job is simple. It's, it's, it's kind of similar to other guys when you look at how the team is built. His job is to hand the ball off and don't turn the ball over and let that defense make plays. Giants have a good defense. Jags have a great defense. Now, you're right. The key is real simple. If the Giants' offensive line is rock solid and they can create holes for Barkley to go through, it completely changes the game but that's a that's a massive if so i'm just going to go with i think the jags and the low scoring game yeah how about chiefs chargers <laughs> um
1: everybody pumping up the chargers but they've been doing that for years and until they prove me wrong i'm going with the chiefs
0: i'm going with the chiefs as well because i think that Patrick Mahomes is going to surprise some people. I think that Chiefs offense is still going to be powerful. I think it's going to be potent. I think the defense will be improved enough to make enough plays and get enough stops to get the win. Redskins, Cardinals. I'm
1: going with the Cardinals.
0: Um, You know what? I just... Can't see myself rooting for Sam Bradford. Uh, I do like David Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think Sam Bradford has been stealing money for years. I do like David Johnson. And I do I think that ultimately that for all you know he's not spectacular. He doesn't make he doesn't make a lot of plays downfield, even though he did he did do that last year. I think Alex Smith is is a playmaker. And I think I think ultimately when you look at Sam Bradford. Uh, he's a guy that that he sees the rush more times than not, and he shrivels up in the pocket. I'm going to take the Redskins for the victory. So we'll move on. Cowboys, Panthers. Because of my duty as a black man, Panthers. <laughs> <The duty. laughs> um, look, this, is, this whole game is going to be decided on which team can run the ball. If the if the Panthers can plug the holes and control that Cowboys offensive line, Dallas is going to be in for a long day. But if Dallas can run the ball and Zeke can wear on you in the fourth quarter, then the Cowboys will win. But if I'm going off of gut, I'm with you. I'm going to ride with the Panthers. I think Cam and company, they seem to be the kind of team that for whatever reasons, the Panthers have a big season, then they have a bad season. Then they have a big season, then they have a bad season. So – I think this is the year where Cam and company bounce back. I like the Panthers. Broncos, Seahawks. Mm.
1: Where they playing at?
0: I'm not even sure, actually they playing are
1: they playing at ohms um, Seattle lost a lot they did Seattle lose. lost a lot lost
0: a lot I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to take Seattle because Denver don't have a quarterback, so I'm taking Seattle,
1: yeah, I'm going with Seattle.
0: Bears, Packers. Packers. Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, even if he doesn't have quite the weapons or the defense that makes enough plays, quarterback-driven league, best quarterback in football, I'm going to ride with him. Aaron Rodgers. I got the Packers, too. Jets, Lions. I know what you're thinking, Ty. I actually gonna pick the Jets. <laughs> what? Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I I'm like the Jets. I like the Jets. They have playmakers on defense. I don't know if they have any playmakers on offense. I'm gonna pick the Lions. I think Stafford is is one of those guys that can put up numbers. He these are the kind of games he tends to win. So I'm gonna ride with Stafford. Rams Raiders. Go ahead and say Ram. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Um, I mean, for fun, I could say the Raiders, but I don't. I don't want to have fun. I want to be right, so I'm going to say the Rams. I think the Raiders. I'm not sure what they're doing. I think they've given up weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They certainly just gave up their very best defensive player. He's not just their best defensive player. He's one of the five best defensive players in the entire foot in, in in the entire NFL. So I'm not sure what their path forward is. I'm not even, I, you know, you don't want to say the Raiders are rebuilding, but I get a sense that if Carr has another shaky or subpar season, they're gonna I going to start sideways. Going. Yeah, because they, they, they mm-hmm. one great season, and everybody was on the Raiders bandwagon, and they thought, okay, this is the Raiders time to take over the AFC West. And every since then, He's underplayed that contract. So I'm not putting it all on him because I think everything that's happened in the offseason, you can 100% put on John Gruden. But for this game, I think the Rams real simple. They have more talent on both sides of the football. They have one of the best defensive fronts in all of football. And they have the best running back, or at least one of the two best running backs in all of football in Gurley, and he's a threat on the ground and in the air going with the Rams sliding over to it, real quick I know we're getting ready to start the NFL season H what were your thoughts on the US open match between Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka
1: I mean everybody
0: took you know
1: even though the thing with the referee you know it was kind of weird and everything but if you really look if you really looked at the game Osaka was dominating. And, and just... Serena just got some competition right now.
0: I thought it was a really good match. I mean, it was a good enough match that it wasn't like she was beating the brakes off Serena, but she clearly was in control of the match, I thought, throughout. I What I was disappointed in is she's the goat, she's the queen, and, and she had some reasons to be upset, but I thought that everything going on, the whole back and forth between her and the judge, it overshadowed how well Osaka played. It, o- it overshadowed the fact that Osaka did something on a historic level. Remember, she's the first person from Japan, man or woman, to win a major in tennis, and that got overshadowed about all the controversies about the penalties and the points be, being taken away from Serena. So don't get me wrong. I respect, love Serena, and I'm with her. Anything you can do in a positive light for women's rights um, and being a strong woman, I'm 100% behind her. I'm just disappointed that that, that whole thing, that whole controversy overshadowed what Osaka did. You
1: know what? Didn't she kind of like in a in a, a weird kind of way, kind of pull the LeBron? How so? Like, um, just like with
0: the um, oh, let me let me with this. A, for anybody that's listening right now out there, fam, real quick, that chewing noise you hear in the background—that's not like my uncle Arthur or nothing. That's one of my dogs chewing on a bone. Um, and apparently, her teeth are stronger than I thought because she's turned it into mush. But all right, go ahead, H. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, how like um, they got like um. I'm up here looking at the game while I'm sitting here talking, so I'm kind of like getting distracted. But when Golden
0: State swept swept Cleveland, then oh, he, you talking about the scarf on the hand? exactly yeah, and then
1: you know he doesn't say it right he doesn't say it but he kind of waves it in your face like oh look at here I got a, I got a, a scarf on my hand and because mm-hmm. of course somebody gonna say something then he say he actually played with a broken um a broken hand and, you know it's like that became
0: the story in a huge way. look way right I got you no in that way I'm with you a hundred percent. I'm I, I'm never going to try to degrade a Serena Williams. She's, like I said, she's the greatest. But I thought that the complaining, which she had a right to be upset about, I just thought that it, it got to a point where it seemed the back and forth was excessive. And sure, either her or the judge, one of the two or both of them, they should have just stopped talking to each other, right? And in, yeah. her, in her post-game um, interview, I'm with her. Like I said, you always support the idea of women's rights, women's being treated fairly. And she is a trailblazer. But I I just thought the conversation should have been more about, you know what? This 20 year old was great. It was her day. Let's talk about what she did. Do you know what I'm saying? And it, and it, it became more about a whole nother thing. Right. Right. And and I, I feel I feel like in that way Osaka kind of got robbed, but ultimately, if you listen to what she had to say, I thought she handled it um, really, really well. Let's slide over to one more topic because we never really got into this, and I meant to ask you about this the other day when we were talking. So obviously, Ginobili retires. Tony Parker is now in the Charlotte Harnets, which. When something like that happens, we usually follow that with, and he was never heard from again. But <laughs> with, with that being said, that is the last gasp, the last two major figures of that core of the San Antonio Spurs dynasty, because I call it a dynasty that went, went and won five NBA titles. They actually went to six finals, but they won five NBA titles. When you go back and look at the Spurs, great dynasty or overrated?
1: I'll say I say great dynasty because I mean, um, you know, they won the titles and and the way the way the NBA is now, that it's hard to win titles. But they went on like a a good run that they went to the playoffs like over twenty years, right?
0: No argument. Uh, look, I'm where you're at. I think the Spurs are one of the great dynasties in the NBA, and if anything, maybe they're underappreciated. They, they might be underrated. Not ju- Obviously, everybody acknowledges how great Tim Duncan was, but when you, when you go back and look, nobody ever really appreciates it in this light, but when you had Parker and Ginobili in their prime, Without without it getting a lot of fanfare, would not would not the Spurs already kind of had a natural big three of their own? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it, I, I know you know they don't make the highlight reels because Parker's not going to bang on anybody. But on the low, heck he has sneaky hops, but no one really talked about them as a big three. But I saw them that way because look, as a basketball fan and obviously as a Laker fan. They gave it to us more times than I want to even talk about,
1: and um, and you can you can arguably say that um, with them with them leaving, they kind of like it's kind of it's kind of like the it, uh, end of the old NBA era that you know teams don't you know. You know, like, because right now the thing is super teams and every and everybody joining up, they kind of love the last of the God.
0: And they're different, right? Because that team was built, for the most part, that core or- organically. And, yes, they added some great supplementary parts later on. Like, at one point, they had Steven Jackson, and Steven Jackson became Bruce Bowen and or, i mean the first championship had avery johnson and then the last one had a guy who was really not a point guard more like a shooting guard in patty mills don't forget the contributions by boris Diao and danny green to me that's a that, that's a tribute to their coaching staff and their scouting staff because the spurs had a knack for drafting and finding guys that nobody ever even thought of
1: You're right and then the, and then you know, they was basically the model, the model organization. And, and then that all came to like, kind of like a, a crash and hope this year with the Kawhi Leonard situation.
0: Yeah, that was odd. That was an odd way for that relationship to end. And really once they realized they had to move Kawhi, it, it seemed like that was officially the changing of the guard because with no hesitation, You know, they they wasn't really, like, making Tony Parker a monster offer or anything like that. Then once Parker goes to Charlotte, you find out, like, not long after, Ginobili retires. And this is a different team already. So now the focal point of the team becomes Aldridge along with DeMar DeRozan. And that's an interesting combination because anybody that knows basketball, without hesitation, you would acknowledge that both of those guys are all-star caliber players. But at the same time, neither one of them are franchise players
1: they they be they kind of became the they they kind of became the Toronto Raptors now, right?
0: You know what in a funny way they're the Raptors of the West, you're right because I suspect they'll get into the playoffs and they'll get knocked out in the first round that's That's not nothing against them because, like I said, again, both very good players. But on a title-winning team or even on a championship contender level team, they would both be second and third options. Yeah. Another show later on because I know the fam is getting ready to watch football. Some of them are already watching football. This, this show went longer than I anticipated. I thought we were going to do like a quick 10, 12-minute show when we got into some good conversation. But if you want to run, do another one, we can load up another show later on in the evening after the games are over with and talk about some of the results. All
1: right, no problem. We can do that. Oh, damn. Flowers get, flowers
0: get called for another penalty. It's <laughs> like the old times. All right, H. It's a FYI, guys, while it's a big deal that the media has gone out of their way to point out the fact that Naomi Osaka is the first Japanese male or female to win a major in tennis. Let's not also forget she's part Haitian. She's also of Haitian descent. So, this pride, this excitement, should be shared by both sides of her heritage. Just something to think about since the media left that out.